Hi, I'm Kara Kilmer. I play Sylvie Brennan on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Minas Amolis. gonna be all sunshine and roses but i can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride happy new year shy hearts welcome back to another episode of meet us at molly's this is episode 89 we're gonna have a little fun tonight it's the week before the shows come back first episode of 2019 We've wanted to do this episode for a while, so we're going to have a little fun tonight, and we are going to deep dive into the world of one Chicago fan fiction. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Gina. I'm joined by Bryna. Hello, everybody. Bryna, I missed you so much. I know. it's It's been a really long time. We, I mean, we took, what, two weeks off, and it basically feels like it's been a year yeah, or almost three weeks. I mean, it's been almost three weeks. It's been a long time. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. I know. I mean, we still talk every day, but we've both been really busy. So for us to see each other on Skype right now, we're just like, I missed you. Like, I know. And even, I mean, just yeah. with the holidays, though, like, I mean, we talked a lot, but, you know, it was different and I was home for a while. So that mm-hmm. also just kind of took my mind off of everything podcast and everything related I'd like kind of respond to you but not really and I just like felt bad but it's good to be back oh it's yeah it's so good to be back it's good to be back in the saddle of you know all of the one Chicago things and we did a lot of research for this one didn't we so much reading fan fiction so much yeah I don't think we've ever researched an episode more than we have for this one granted I mean there's not a lot to research with just the weekly episodes but for this one, we, we did a lot, so a this lot. is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited. So, as always, we like to start with the news. Now, we've got, like, three weeks of, like, pent-up news. We're not going to touch on all of it, but I think we got the most of it. So, the first episode, or not episode, the first article we have is from TV Guide. This one came out a couple weeks ago, probably right when hiatus started. But, like, we couldn't not cover this, right? Yeah. You're facepalming right now, Yeah. We, we love TV Guide, and by we love TV Guide, we mean we love the wacky headlines they come out with and then facepalming about it. Yeah. Bryna, do you want to talk about this one a little bit? Yeah. So the article, so it came out right before Christmas. Um, the article is titled, It's Time for Chicago Fires Casey to Have a Hoe Phase. I kid you not, <laughs> a hoe phase. Just, I, I, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I mean, the article, like, itself is pretty simple. It's just more of a column pretty much talking about how now that Gabby's left, it's time for Casey to, you know, pull a Severide and start sleeping with all of Chicago and, you know, go on. And how his, you know, they've said that, like, his fling with Naomi is just that, a fling. And so now's the time out of any, you know, not much of a commitment. All that stuff. All the things that we've kind of talked about. So it's not, like, once you start reading the article, it's not too crazy. It's just that headline, though. Typical TV guide, man. So clickbaity with the headlines. Yeah. Well, and it's not even, like, I think it's funny that it got put in the, like, today's news or whatever. Like, it's not really news. It's a column, which is fine. And I have no problem with TV guide writing columns and opinions and whatever. But, like, call it that. It's not news. Right. 
I mean, but we couldn't not include it because we had to laugh at that headline, right? Oh my God, that headline. It's. I mean, kudos to TV TV guides create like whoever comes up with their headlines because that's a great headline. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Do you think it's? You think Casey needs to sleep with all of Chicago? I mean, no, because that's not Casey. But <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I don't feel like if he go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I just I feel like if he's going to sleep with all of Chicago that, you know, only a couple weeks into that, we're going to be like, can we have Naomi back? Yeah, no, for sure. I think he needs to, like, figure himself out a little bit, but I don't see him ever sleeping with all of Chicago. Like, that's just not him. I feel like he'll try. I feel like separately will be like. Yeah, this is exactly what you need to do. And then Casey's going to be like, yeah, it is. And then he's going to try and he's going to get attached. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. That is where Casey and Severide differ. Right. Like, he's going to try and then it's going to go bad and he's going to, like, swear it off. Because he's going to attach or he's going to find someone crazy. Whatever it is. But, like, it's going to go bad for him and he's going to be like, yeah, no. You could keep doing this. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, that's just not Casey's thing. No, not at all. But I just got a really good laugh and facepalm out of that headline. Goodness. So the other pieces of news we got, we have pictures, or we have basically sneak peek pictures for all three shows for episode 10, because obviously next week it's going to be 710, 410, 610. So we have the sneak peek photos for all of these. The most noteworthy ones are probably from Med because Will is just randomly back in the hospital, but he's not in scrubs. He's in normal clothes. Yeah. So, and there's just like, there's one of him sitting there and Natalie's just kind of in the corner. Like, this is awkward. I don't know. I feel like the Med ones were probably the the most eye-opening. For sure. I mean, the fire ones are never like, they're always focused on a call, and then the calls usually aren't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. So, like, mm-hmm. the fire ones never really tell you anything. The PD ones had a lot of Voight and Adam working together, which is just always interesting after what happened last season. Like, just always seeing that pairing together. It's just kind of like, remember that time? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Remember good old times of season five? Um so those are just nothing too crazy, though, but those are interesting. But the one, yeah, the med ones definitely are the most telling. I mean, we kind of have some more scoop on med in a second, but, like, Will is out of protective custody at this point? Like, what? I don't know. So many questions. Yeah, lots of questions. And then what was the piece of news we saw? Um, we saw something earlier this week that basically mentioned that when they come back, Will has been in protective custody for two months. Oh, it's down. It's in the Ian Harding stuff. So we uh, we can skip to that real quick, and then we'll go. Oh, my bad. Spoiler alert. Okay. No, yeah, it's fine. Me. Um. So yeah. there was an EW. I think it was EW. E, no, TV line. It was TV line. TV line article about the Ian Harding coming to Chicago Med. Like it had a video and more news because we just knew he was coming from a photo on Twitter like we didn't it was never really put out by NBC or anything that he was coming it was but we kind of we knew he was on set so there's more news now so he's gonna show up next week which I didn't realize but he's showing up next week 
He's kicking off a recurring arc as Philip Davis, a man facing a medical crisis which bonds him with Dr. Manning, who, and obviously played by Tori DeVito, and the two of them starred together on Pretty Little Liars, yada, yada, yada. Hence why Twitter is blowing up about this. Um, executive producer Andrew Schneider, t- Andrew Schneider tells TV Line, Natalie will have a long-term patient, an infant who was born with a serious heart defect. She would be treating this baby. It will be a recording story throughout the back half of season four. As a result, Natalie will also be spending a lot of time with the baby's recently widowed father, as seen in the video that TV Line posted. And given that the doctor and her fiancé, Will, have been separated for two months when the show resumes, we can't help wondering if Natalie will get too close to Philip in the aftermath of her relationship crisis. After all, both characters know what it's like to lose a spouse and be left a single parent to an infant. It's Mr. Stelio, girl. <laughs> He's swooping in. I had no idea that he was coming in for, I mean, obviously we didn't know anything, but like, I just figured he'd be on a guest, like a guest star, you know, move on. I didn't realize he was coming in to like be here for the back half of the season. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I get maybe that's setting up for, you know, towards the end of the season where we're like, who's she going to choose? Oh, for you know, sure. Or, or this guy. For sure. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. But I'm really curious to know what Will was doing in protective custody for two months. Like, right. did you go visit him? Right. Was he like watching TV? Where did he was learn he? Anything new? Where was his protective custody? Like, at 21 or somewhere else or like where was he could you imagine poor will with like a sleeping bag up in like by jay's desk just like chilling out with intelligence for two months like i just i have so many questions yeah yeah i'm hoping he comes back with like some new skill that he's mastered because he had like two free months to just do random stuff i'm so curious because i feel like will doing nothing he'd go crazy right and as Natalie, like, I'm more curious, too, about the Natalie side of it. Like, is Natalie still, like you said, has Natalie been able to contact him? Is, which I'm assuming no, because it's protective custody. So, like, has she moved on? Does she, is she heartbroken by this? Still? Like, what is Natalie feeling? Questions I never thought I'd yes. ask. But, like, what is Natalie if, feeling? I mean, if, if they couldn't talk in protective custody, then he essentially ghosted her. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm Natalie, I'm super hurt and I'm super pissed. Yeah. When he comes back, at least. No, for sure. I just, I have so many questions. Oh, I know. No, me too. Me too. What has Will been doing for two months? Nothing. Because he probably can't. I mean, did he, like, binge a series on Netflix or something? Like... (laughs) It depends on where he was in custody. Yeah. Yeah. So many questions. So many questions. I know. It's crazy. So, yeah, and two months is way longer than I thought he'd be away. I figured he'd be in protective custody for, like, two weeks or something. Or, like, a week. Yeah. I didn't realize we were skipping this much time. Like, damn. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. 
So we also got an episode description for just for Chicago Med. We were just talking before we started recording about how, you know, we really want to get some episode descriptions flowing just so we can plan our lives out because 2019 is off to a crazy busy start. But we got the episode description for 411. So this will air on January 16th. Yeah. That's how math works, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. January 16th. And the episode's called Who Can You Trust? So the description says, Will adjusts to hospital life in the aftermath of his recent undercover activities. Ethan and April's personal relationship starts to interfere with their working situation. I'm sorry, starts? Yeah. When did it stop? I know. It never stopped. Uh, Dr. Charles and Dr. Manning collaborate on a patient suffering from Alzheimer's. Dr. Rhodes and Dr. Becker have a difference of opinion in dealing with a woman in desperate need of a kidney transplant. Not surprised. But Ethan and April's relationship, it doesn't start to interfere. It just continues to interfere. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about this will part, but I guess obviously it'll depend on what happens next week. But this will part's interesting. Yeah, like, did you ever see the Hunger Games movies? No. Uh, no Sorry, Potter, I couldn't no get games. I couldn't get into the books, so I didn't watch the movies. Okay, well, in in the very last movie, Mockingjay Part Two, they send Peta out into the field, not Dancing with the Stars. Peta, Peta the character. No, I know um, who Peta <laughs> is. It's Josh Hutcherson. I know that. <laughs> but he's like super traumatized from his time in the capital. And then he has to adjust to normal life. And so, like, I'm imagining it being like that. Not that they would have traumatized him in protective custody. But that's what I'm thinking is he's going to be, like, scared and PETA-esque. But that's probably not the case at all. I don't know. I've just really missed the shows, okay? So I'm just, like, (laughs) It feels like it's been years. It really does. I know. (laughs) But it's been, like, not even a month. No, not even a month. Yeah, not even just Yeah, just about, like, a month. Yeah, it's crazy. So funny. But yeah. So, I mean, I wonder where Ethan and April are going to go then. Or, Wait, he's not with it. Like, is it, he's with Vicky. Like, what? I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm guessing this is going to be like it always is. Ethan says slash does something boneheaded. April puts him in his place and Ethan gets all wimpy and whiny about it. But they don't have a personal relationship. I mean, I guess they're friends, but like... They're not together. No. So. Or so we think. I mean, who knows? No, didn't Jeff and Steve tell us that they're, that Vicky and Ethan are, like, together? I mean, assuming they don't break up and then April and Ethan get back together in one week. But, which is possible. Yeah. But, you know. It is possible. I don't know. Oh, Chicago Med. Those oh, crazy yeah. kids. Those crazy kids indeed (laughs) so that's about all the news we've got again there was a lot of news in the three weeks we were off however many weeks it was but that's just kind of the uh the main points that that casey having a hoe phase though we couldn't not talk about that just because it's funny to say casey having a hoe phase goodness it really is though it is. It's just really, and it's kind of funny, like, in a couple months, we're going to look back on that and be like, remember that time TV Guide wanted Casey to have a hoe phase? <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. Oh, goodness. 
As always, guys, if you see any news that, you know, we may not have seen, please send it to us, tweet it to us, email it to us, DM it to us, any way you prefer to communicate with us, please do so, because there's only two of us, it's a whole big internet, sometimes we miss things, so please let us know. Otherwise, I think we are ready to launch into the episode. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay, so... Again, we're kind of we're kind of deviating from the norm tonight. We're going to dive into the world of one Chicago fan fiction. It's fun. We did so much research for this episode. So much. So before we jump in, we wanted to kind of discuss the idea of fan fiction a little bit and maybe even destigmatize it a little. So, Bryna, when did you start reading fan fiction? Oh, boy. I like, okay, can I ask? I feel like this is where we're going to, diverge a lot just because of our oh age. hell yeah because like yeah. i'm so curious on your end like <laughs> <laughs> no oh, but, Rana, you are so not ready for this you are not ready <laughs> no, so i'm like curious because i know fanfiction.net has been around for a while so i think it's like 2006 something five oh something no like. oh no earlier so fanfic.net itself has been around earlier than that if i remember correctly yes Okay, so, like, yeah, I'm more curious because, like, mine is definitely, in terms of years, I feel like it's, when I started reading it, it's more when it got, not popular, but, like, was starting to get popular. Um, But, like, I'm definitely more curious to you. But I remember, so, like, I definitely, I was in eighth grade. It was when, I went through a really bad period of health um, in starting in eighth grade, and I that winter from like January to March, like beginning of March, I missed 20 school days. So Mm -hmm. I went through a period where I was just like in bed all the time, like alone, not really depressed, but like, you know, was just sick and like had nothing to do. And so I had started reading stuff. I don't even remember. Glee wasn't around then. What was the first thing I remembered reading? But like, that's like around the time I started reading and then Glee premiered like that May. So like, close enough to the start of Glee but that was like kind of when I started like being like oh people write stuff about shows like what is this world like what is happening um but I'm curious for you like with our ages like I feel like this is gonna be interesting like when did you start reading oh this is gonna be so good it was eighth grade for me as well however (laughs) what year were you in eighth grade uh 2008 to 2009 Yeah, I was in eighth grade in 1999. Yeah. So it was eighth grade for me as well. And the only type of fan fiction I ever read and wrote as a teenager was NSYNC. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So good. Yep. Where did you, like, we're in 1999. Like, where did you post it? Like, where did you find it? So... (laughs) I never thought I'd be talking about this as an adult, but there was a website. This was like before fanfiction.net. But in like 1998, 1999, there was a website called nsyncworld.net or nsyncworld.com. It was nsyncworld something. And it was like, I, it was, oh, yeah, it was either nsyncworld.com or nsyncworld.net. And we all used to post our nsync fanfiction on the message boards there. I just even remember before fanfiction.net, because I feel like I didn't find fanfiction.net until Glee. So, like, probably, like, six or so months, like, after I had started reading. I remember 
like people used to post stories like they make like fan videos on YouTube and then would post the stories in like the description boxes. Like that's where I remember starting reading it. It was probably some like Disney or Nickelodeon something back then, but like that I was reading. But I just remember reading it in description boxes on YouTube videos. Really? Yeah. And I don't think people even do that. They, there's probably some section of YouTube that still does that. But YouTube's changed so much in, like, 10 years that, like, people probably don't do that anymore. But, like, that was that was how I started reading. And, like I said, it was, like, Glee for sure when I started reading on, like, fanfiction.net. Um, but, yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Because that was I – w- I was older by that point when YouTube started becoming a thing and people were making videos. Like, my, my experience in fandom never included videos. Oh, and but, see, mine, de- yeah. mine definitely did. I did try before we started recording. I tried to look at my old NSYNC website because, hell yeah, I had an NSYNC website. Um, I tried to look for it and see if it was still available so I could actually pull some of my really terrible NSYNC fan fiction off of there. <laughs> couldn't find it. No! <laughs> so I know, sad. I couldn't find it anywhere because it was terrible. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of bummed about that. But, yeah, the only type of fan fiction I ever read slash wrote because, yeah, I read so then what made you, when did you start reading, like, T, I mean, obviously probably as, like, an adult, but, like, what was the first TV show or something like that that you read fan fiction for? You know, I didn't, well, okay, no, I, well, I think after NSYNC had come and gone, you know how occasionally you'll look back on stuff in your childhood just because it's comforting or just because it's fun. Yeah. Occasionally, like if it's two in the morning or you can't sleep. I think I had one night of like bad insomnia in like high school or something. And I was just playing around. And I think I briefly looked at Power Rangers fan fiction just for the laugh. Yeah. Um, And it was terrible. (laughs) Uh, And then after that, I didn't touch fan fiction again until we decided to do it for this episode just because. Really? And. We'll get into well, we'll get into it because, you know, the one of the cool things that fan fiction can do is that it can expand on a scene or it can fill in the white space. Yeah. And so I don't think I touched it again until we started researching for this episode. Interesting. I mean, I'm very selective. I mean, obviously for the longest time my fan fiction was glee. Like that was like all I read. And then so that was high school and then, you know, I stopped watching Glee, like between high school and college and so then I kind of stopped reading it in college and maybe an occasion I'd pick it up every now and then and like go back and read like a comforting fic or whatever and then I did some I mean I've done one Chicago I've done some Timeless I've done a little Elite here and there but I don't read it for like everything I watch because that's just like I don't want to read it for everything I watch yeah, so expand on this a little bit, because you mentioned this before we started recording about Elite. Is the Elite fanfiction good? It's not terrible, but it's also, like, when the last time I read it was, like, right after I binged it. So, like, right after Thanksgiving. So, like, there just was, like, nothing out there. Like, there was definitely some, but, like, it's nothing like, you know, timeless fanfiction or it's just not plentiful enough yet like it hasn't been around enough for there to be like good fan fiction but it's not terrible it's not the worst things i've ever read okay it's also it's also a lot in spanish right and i don't read in spanish or i don't anymore i can't read in spanish anymore so like 
it also limits it in that way. Mm-hmm. Or you have, like, non-English speakers trying to write in English. So, like, the ideas are there. And, like, you can tell and you're like, oh, this is good in concept or in theory. But just because of the translation issues, like, it's not, like, really there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it leads a hard show to do just because it's, like, so much, you know, like, I really enjoy it, but I don't speak Spanish. And But obviously, like, it's a Spanish show and it takes place in Spain and, you know, like, all of that stuff. So, like, that also makes it hard in terms of fan fiction. But. Again, y'all, Elite is the show that our friend Tamar from The Shipping Room, she binged it and then she got us to binge it. It's the one out of Spain that we've been gushing about for, like, months now. Just go watch it. Just trust us. Go watch it. It's excellent. Watch it by yourself. But, yeah, go watch it. Yeah, yeah, don't watch it with parents in the room. Please. It's racist. Or kids. Um, or kids, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But so, do, go ahead, go ahead. No, so I was going to, I think we were going to ask the same thing. Do you have, like, since you didn't read it for the longest time, like, do you have a favorite, like, an all-time favorite fan fiction, like, regardless of whether it's one Chicago or not? You know, I... I asked myself that question, and I mean, I don't think I have a favorite. I can just, I can remember some of the sync ones I read before. Um, couldn't even tell you the title, but there was one that, and of course, like, you become friends with these people on the message boards and everything, especially when you're 12. And yeah. there was a girl that, uh, there was a girl I used to talk to all the time, and she wrote a story about Justin Timberlake falling in love with this girl who had a heart condition, but she was a really good writer, like an excellent writer. And that was a really good story. Um, so I can I can only I can only remember bits and pieces from that. I can remember some of the ones that I wrote. I mean, that's for another time. But <laughs> I I want to hear about this when we hang up. But we can yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll sum it up. I wrote one that was. Basically, I put myself in it. Again, I was 12. It was the 90s. Um, put myself in it. I was AJ from the Backstreet Boys' sister and fell in love with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, it existed. Oh, my God. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm so glad it doesn't exist anymore. So, like, nobody can find it. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I wish I was a... Oh, my God. That's... I know. <laughs> I know. It was like 40 chapters, too. Like, I'm at business. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I really wish I could dig up some of the old stuff because, like, it was bad. Oh, my God. That's- oh, and I wanted to write one that was, like, I wanted to call it The Story of Us, and it was going to be about Justin and Brittany and their whole relationship from, like, Mickey Mouse Club to the present, the present being, like, 1997. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever write it? Or did you just read it? Right. Uh, the only time I've ever tried to write it was that Otis and Katie one, which I never finished. Um, and I will. Because I tried looking for Otis and Katie fan fiction, and there's two out there. And, like, no, no, no. It doesn't work. It, they're not that great. Um, but so I will finish that at some point. But, no, that's the only time I ever tried to write it. I just read okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I wrote it. And now that I'm saying out loud, like, what these stories were, I'm like, these were really bad. Yeah. Um, I wrote a one-shot once before one-shots were called one-shots about Lance going to space. Did you did you ever remember that when Lance wanted to go to space? I mean, I think I kind of knew that, but, like, I don't remember it. I was, I was not – no, I don't remember it. <laughs> I was 
too young. This is really funny to be talking about. Yeah, I'm like just kind of unearthing my childhood right now. Um, Yeah. So, do you have an all time favorite? Um, I do actually. So it's a Glee one. Not. I mean, I enjoy some of the one Chicago ones I'll talk about, but my all time favorite one because I just think it was good writing. It did kind of what we'll talk about in terms of like what we think makes a good fan fiction. It like filled in the white spaces like really well. Like it was just like what I think of like as what fan fiction is supposed to do, which is like fill in the one fill in the white spaces, like whatever. It's actually not even a Finn and Rachel one, which is like my OG ship, like my top, like number one, never changing, like favorite ship of all time. And it's not even Finn and Rachel. Did you watch Glee? Like, am I going to start saying names and you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about? No, I, I did. I watched it. Not, like, closely, No, like, season but one. It. But, like, season one. Yeah. Like, and, okay. So, it's actually a Puck and Quinn fanfic. It's okay. called... Shit, I might get the word. Just Let Me Try. It's, yeah, Just Let Me Try. I don't remember who it's by. I just have it bookmarked. Um... And it basically takes you through the back half of season one, so the back nine, um, when they were, like, kind of in a relationship, but not really. Like, after she got kicked out of Finn's house, but, like, and was living with Puck, but, like, before she had the baby, like, all that section of when they were, like, kind of together, but not really. Nobody really knows what was going on. Um, And, like, filled in the white pages, like, episode by episode. Like, each chapter is, like, a different episode of those nine episodes. I think it was about nine, but whatever. But like those episodes and like told you like what they were doing and like how they were still together and like what was happening with the baby stuff. Cause like Glee in that back half of the first season was like kind of rough and there were some like major story issues that, uh, whatever. That's a different conversation for a different thing. But it was just like, it was just to me, like, and that was like, obviously that was season one. That was like one of the very first fix I like would have probably ever read and to me it was just like wow like and the writing is really good it's just like and it's long like it's I mean it's not like deadly long but like they're good solid chapters not like you know 200 word things like it was just like it's a good fanfic like it's just and so to me it's just it's something I always go back and read like whenever I'm just like wanting to read something that's like I've read before, but I kind of just need to, like, be reading something rather than watching. Um, And even though I haven't watched Glee, and I don't know if I'll ever finish Glee, but it's something I'll still actually go back and read from time to time. Nice. So. Nice. It's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, I have some other, like, Glee ones that I can remember, but, like, and that are really good. But, like, this one was just, like, because it was one of the first ones I remember reading, like, it's just, you know, it's just on a different level. That's cool. That's really cool. And that kind of segues into, you know, the next thing we wanted to talk about of, you know, what, so what exactly makes a good fanfic? And to me, there's a couple different things. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is plot. Um, Plot's important to me. Now that I'm older, I like it when a fanfic can fill in the white space. Um, obviously the white space is kind of, you know, that area where they don't really give us any scenes. We just kind of have to imagine what happens in the meantime. And one of the best examples of this that I saw, and I didn't get the title or I couldn't find this when I went to find it again. I had found it 
months ago and I went to dig it up again, couldn't find it. I was so mad about it. But it's a one shot basically that takes place. It's basically it basically extends the scene from PD 502 when Tova commits suicide. It basically extends the scene and it's what happened after. So he you know, Tova kills himself. Antonio comes running up and it's from Antonio's POV. So it's it's a really good example of filling in the white space. So I love that's that's something that I love fan fiction for is that it can, you know, fill in those gaps. Agree. I feel like for me, I either need it to fill in the white space and like continue a scene or continue an episode or whatever, or I need it to be the complete exact opposite and be like as AU as possible. Like the things that kind of just like live in the middle that like could be something or like, but isn't actually an episode or whatever, like, don't really work for me. Like, I need it to be, like, as AU as possible or, like, white space. Yeah. And, like, for me, even though my, like, my AU things, even then, like, I feel like I tend to gravitate towards, like, the same kind of AU fix. Like, the things that, like, and maybe not necessarily for when Chicago, but, like, definitely when I was reading Glee fan fiction. Like, you know, it'd be, like, oh, them in college or, you know, like, like those kind of things where I could still, like, see it happening. That wasn't, like, too crazy AU, but, like, was just AU enough that, like, it was so far different that it could never have actually happened in an episode kind of thing. But that's just, like, me personally. But I do, right now, especially with One Chicago, I tend to go towards more white space. Although, actually, that's a lie because my two on here that are, like, my personal favorite One Chicago ones or like as AU as they come. So <laughs> maybe I don't, but that's like my thing is like, it's gotta be white space or like as AU as possible. That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, the other thing that I personally like, I like for it to run alongside Canon with yeah. some exceptions. So, you know, when we first started researching this, I generally was like, I don't really like when they're AU, but then the more I started writing down, you know, some noteworthy ones that I found, the more I was like, well, wait, this is an AU story. Like, what's my problem here? What's going on? So I generally don't like when a new character gets inserted. No. When, like, a, yeah. When there's a new fictional character, I'm not quite feeling it. Now, that comes with some exceptions, but I generally like when it's the characters, you know, Feeding off of each other. I also, I feel like kind of going along with that, I don't, I mean, granted, I know you wrote them back in your heyday, but, like, I am not a personal big fan of, like, readers being inserted into stories. No, no. Like, I, um, I, I can't do it. It, I can't do it. I did find one of those ones. Now, Tumblr is notorious for that i know reader inserted fan fiction that's why i didn't even really now, bother searching tumblr for fan fiction for this when that happens when i come across one of those and the only time i ever did um i didn't actively go searching for it but i came across a supernatural fan fiction uh <laughs> i know you're laughing at me but whatever and that it was one of those but it was one of those where it was like have you come across the ones where it's like your name and so it's like yn and like bracket yeah it was one of those, but the writing was really good. So I was able to forgive that and just kind of like block it out and just imagine that it was like 
another fictional character. And that was actually really good because the writing was good. But yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not a fan of inserting the reader into the fiction. No. No, but back when Tumblr was not censored and crazy and going through all the stuff it's going through now, I came across that in the Supernatural fandom. Yeah, I mean, and I used to come across this all the time, just searching on Tumblr for anything, whether it was Glee or anything I was looking for. And, like, there maybe, like, high school me was fine with them, but, like, now I'm just like, oh, no. Like, it's just not my cup of tea, like, at all. No. Yeah. Same. Same. Uh, and that kind of, I mean, the other thing I'm kind of a fan of, too, is I prefer one-shots over longer ones. Yes. Wait, no, you prefer one-shots over longer? Huh. I, yeah, I prefer one-shots over long stories with chapters. Interesting. I'm like, I don't know, it depends. Like, if it is something that I've started out from the, like, close to the beginning, and it's become really long, like, then I can get on board with. But, like, something that I see and I'm just, like, scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, whoa, that's already 100 chapters, like, uh, I may not pick it up. But if I start out with it and it's, like, at that point it's, like, two chapters and then as I keep reading it, it goes on, you know, to, like, 30, 40, then I'm okay with it. Because mm-hmm. I'll just, you yeah. know, then it's, like, whenever they update it, you just have to read one chapter, so it's fine. But, yeah, I agree. I guess I agree now. But, like, back then, like, back when I was, like, really reading it, like, in high school, it'd be, like, long ass chapters or bust like if it wasn't like at least 30 chapters i was like well what am i doing no same and back in my quote-unquote heyday that doesn't make me sound old at all <laughs> but you know it was it was long chapters and stuff the one that i wrote about like being aj whatever's sister like that was like 40 chapters so but it's, it's still cool. for me like, the rest I'm of mine still, were shorts like i'm still picky like if it's a one shot Like, it still has to be a certain amount of words. Like, I won't read, I'm very, I feel like just because I tend to like things with a lot of detail. So, like, if it's under a thousand words, it probably doesn't have enough detail for me. So then I probably won't read it. So, like, chapters for me, whether it's a one shot or not, have to be at least, like, two thousand words. Ooh, you're really serious about that. I'm not... I just, like, for me, like, I don't know. I've read enough to know that, like, if it's generally, if it's, like, 500 words, probably not the best. Or probably not what I look for in a fan fiction, which is, like, detail, plot, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you can't obviously do that in 500 words. So I'm picky. Yeah. I'm picky about my word. Like, I, like, use that definitely to, like, filter through fiction when I'm reading fan fiction when I'm reading that's the journalism major in you poking through probably it's just and it's also just another way to like filter through like when there's so much out there like it's just another way for me to like filter through and like start picking and choosing things I'll read yeah yeah um another important characteristic for me personally is voice mm-hmm. I can tell very quickly when I'm reading a fan fiction, if I'm going to keep going or not. Because to me, and I've read stories like this, which is why I put this in here, is because if I can close my eyes and, like, hear the characters saying these words, that's the mark of a really good fan fiction. Agree. 100%. Yeah, and I will – I'll talk about one of those stories later on because I have it on my list. But there's one that, I mean, it's super dark, and that's why Brenda doesn't like it. But I love it because I can close my eyes and I can hear – 
you know, Will saying what he's saying. I can hear Voight saying what he's saying. You know, I, I really like that. If it's true to form and it's something the characters would actually say, I'm in. Yeah, agreed. That's definitely a big part of it. I think it's hard, though, when you are reading AU fan fiction because, obviously, it's alternate universe. Like, it's not supposed to necessarily be something you may see your character doing or whatever, but there still has to be enough voice to an extent, right? So, like, it has to be something where if it was, like, for example, like, redoing a movie with, um, the reason I'm saying redoing a movie is because another one of my favorite Glee fictions from back in the day was, like, a redo of How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And it's, like, so well written. It was so good. Um, so even though that is, like, obviously completely AU, it's, like, redoing a movie that already exists and putting these characters and putting, like, this spin on it. It's still, like, I can still see the characters through the mannerisms and through the details of, like, the writing, like, and putting things from the Glee world into this How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days world, that, like, it's still, like, I could see the characters as I was reading it and, like, picture the scenes in my head, even though, obviously, it's a completely different story. So, like, with AU, it's a little tricky, but, like, there still has to be some elements of voice um, to it that make it, like easy enough for me to digest and like read if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah makes total sense makes total sense um and that's one of the cool things about fan fiction too is that you know you were saying there was like a redo of how to lose a guy in 10 days that's one of the cool things about fan fiction is that you know it's kind of limitless in terms of your parameters Mm -hmm. so i think that's why i always found sorry to interrupt i feel like that's why i always found it intimidating in terms of writing it because, and why I still struggle to write this Hanukkah Hallmark movie, <laughs> or come up with an idea for, like, a Hanukkah Hallmark movie, is because, like, there's just so many ideas, and, like, I'm a creative person in some senses, but not in, like, creative writing ways, and so for me, I'm just like, oh, but there's so many ideas, and I just don't know how to, like, narrow it down enough to, like, an actual story, but it's just, it's intimidating because of all the possibilities of things you can do. Yeah, but I also think that's why the, the you know, fan fiction is so popular as a form of expression because there are oh, no yeah. rules. Yeah, for none. sure. No, literally so, I mean, none. 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 So, I mean, that's that's one of the cool things about it. So, um, I know another thing that you had in here, Bryna, in, in terms of what makes a good fan fiction was being grammatically correct, which is not us being nitpicky. It's just... <laughs> it's from a digesting Um, point like it's hard for me like I almost like it's an immediate turn off for a story to me if there isn't at least like decent grammar it doesn't have to be grammatically perfect like I'm not saying you have to use like proper like noun verb agreement and all like I don't need you to go that far um but like I do you know like if I start reading the story and it has like text message language and you're not actually using like writing text messages within a story then like no bye like, I'm done. Like, I won't read it. Well, because it it detracts from the story if right. you are constantly, you know, tripping over grammatical errors trying to figure out exactly what they're trying to say. Right, exactly. So for me, like, good grammar, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, again, I don't need you to have, like, proper noun verb agreement, but, like, it needs to be readable. And no, like, yeah. you are's, again... If you're writing a text message within a story, fine. Use all the text lingo you want. But, yeah, just no. Otherwise, no. (laughs) 
Yeah. So those are just kind of some of the things that, you know, we look for in determining a good fan fiction. So we have this broken down into two sections. So we have we received a lot of recommendations from you listeners. Thank you guys so much because we could not have done this episode without your help. Mm-hmm. Um, in a perfect world, we would have read all of the fan fiction on all of the platforms on all of the Internet. But, you know, there's only so much time. But you guys sent us a lot of good ones. So we're going to run down the recommendations, kind of talk of the high points of those. And then we're going to get into some of our favorites. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've had the idea for this episode for a while. So, you know, here and there, we've done a little bit of research. And so we, we've got our favorites as well. So we'll start with the recommendations. Now, I don't know how many patterns slash trends you noticed, Bryna, but some of the trends that I noticed when we were going through our research was that the one Chicago fan fiction makeup, I would say it's about 90% Chicago PD. Um, probably Maybe not more 90%. Like, no, it's like 90%. Or it yeah, feels so like- 90% PD, what, 6% fire, 4% med? Maybe even 7 and 3. Yeah. But even then, I will say it's 90% PD, and ni- of that 90%, it's like 87% Linstead. Yes. <laughs> it's like a ridiculous amount of Linstead, which we love. And I'll be honest, like... When I first started reading One Chicago Fan Fiction, like, that is what I started reading. Like, that's where I wanted to go. Like, I had never, before we started really researching this, gone into anything else but Linstead. So I admit, I am, I would be part of the problem if you're considering it a problem. But it's a lot. Like, going through this and reading and seeing how much of One Chicago Fan Fiction is Linstead, it's a lot. Yeah, and we got to a point in our research where we were texting each other. We were like, okay, we've got to find some other fan fiction. How are we only finding Linstead? We searched far and wide. I mean... For days. No, granted, the the main places we searched, and this is because it's the only places we know of where to find fan fiction at the, on these, you know... For One Chicago. In, yeah, yeah, for One Chicago. I mean, NSYNCworld.com is not running anymore. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> We looked on, so the main three places were fanfiction.net, Archive of Our Own, and Wattpad. Yes. And we searched far and wide, and the majority we found every single time was Chicago PD. And then even of that, the majority was Linstead. Agreed. And we will talk, I think we'll kind of end with, like, what we're missing from fanfiction. Like, things we were searching for and, like, didn't find. But... I like made, I texted you and I was like having a thing and I was like why isn't there any good blank 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 like whatever, um, but I guess while we're talking about this like, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, that there like that- one Chicago fan fiction is like, kind of mainstream PD Linstead that it's like just that. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it just kind of shows how different the fans of all three shows are. Now, granted, I mean, if you're a fan of all three shows simultaneously, I think it just kind of shows where the most feels are centered. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, because I mean, and I I feel like, and I thought about this as well. I've thought about this because I feel like with the PD couples, that's the most to grab onto in terms of, you know, oh, I feel this way. I feel that way. With the fire couples, yeah, you still have that. But I mean, 
you know, you've got with Dossie, you know, it ended how it ended. I think it soured a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you've got Stella Ride, but we'll get into that later because, I mean, there's nothing. We looked. looked. There's nothing. Um, I feel like there's, I feel like emotionally, there's the most to grab onto with the PD couples. And I think part of that is. I think part of that is the reason why I really liked the Will storyline with Ray and his son so much, because it gave us more to grab onto with Manstead. Yeah, that's true. And I'd say more, I'd argue more Will than Manstead, but you're right. You're right. I feel like it gave us, I feel like we got to know Will more through that storyline because we got to see him doing stuff outside of the hospital. Yeah, he was doing stupid stuff, but stuff nonetheless. Yeah, no, he was, yeah, he was doing stupid stuff. So, I mean, it was just, I, I don't know, I feel like it gave us more. And you're right. I feel no, you're like right. if that hadn't happened and it hadn't taken us out of the ED, we wouldn't have gotten that final scene of the fall finale, which, like, that final scene of Mets fall finale, like, I felt that when, it's you gonna know, be iconic. Will's just super, d- yeah, exactly. Like, when Will just looked at her, like, Tyrion was just like, I love you, Natalie. Like, I felt that. I was like, ooh, ooh, my manstead feels. What is this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, that's true. There's been just been more angst in the PD realm. And so there's just more stuff. Like you said, there's more stuff to grab on to. Yeah, and I feel like more so with Linstead, people wonder what could have been between them than they do with Dossie. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, like, Linstead, I mean, we've said it before, like, she fucking ghosted him. So, like, there was no, like, ending there was no real goodbye like Dossie as much as it sucks like there was a goodbye like we got that final scene we did we did so there's like I mean there is always what ifs with Dossie but it's not to the same extent as Linstead right right that's a fair point so I mean that's just one of the trends I noticed and I mean it was it was you know I think from from a standpoint of like when we were doing our research it was disappointing just because you know, we would have loved to have dived into, you know, the white space with Stella Ride or the white space with, you know, some other couples that we don't usually see with Madge and Trudy even. I would have loved to have, you know, yeah, dove into that white space. Uh, so it was kind of disappointing for me. I don't know how it was for you. I, Not that I don't like reading Linstead fan fiction because like Linstead, I love them. But, you know. Right. I definitely, I think that's the word I would use. I wouldn't say necessarily like it's a good or bad thing. I'd just say I would disappointed because like you said I guess I just assumed that there would be more out there because of how active the fandom is and how diverse the opinions at least on Twitter are of like the couples people like the characters people like all of that so when we started looking and then you kind of just see either things you're not really interested in or but for the most part it's just like the same couples over and over and over again and you're like man like I didn't get this the way I wanted on the show, so I was hoping I could read it in fan fiction, and then it's not there, and you're like, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right. So, with that said, we're starting off the recommendations with a fire fan fiction, which is good. So, from Elizabeth, this recommendation's from Elizabeth, she sent us the story called When a Heart Breaks by Miss Eliza, and this is on fanfiction.net. So this is one of those that expands into the white space. It fills the white space in. And it's a Dossie fan fiction that expands on the very last scene from 701. You know, the very last scene when Gabby's like, hey, it's a permanent position. They have their goodbye. 
it basically extends it to where, you know, Dawson stays the night with Casey and then she leaves and goes to Puerto Rico. But then it also covers what happened in Puerto Rico when she gets there and how she's missing Matt and Matt's missing her. And it's really good because I think it's a I think it kind of fills that white space in that helps people who read it kind of grieve with Casey. Agree. So I like that. I like it in that respect that it fills in that white space and kind of helps people get over Dossie a little bit. I agree. And the writing's really good. And like what I was talking about to you about in terms of like the words and the chapters is not a long fic. It's eight chapters, but the words, it's like 2,700 words, a little, it's like almost 2,800 words. So it's like a good solid chapter, you know, on average it's like 3,500-ish chapter words per chapter. So, like, it's a decent chapters. Um, like I said, the writing's really good. Voices are good. So, it's a, it's a good, like, I agree. I think it's good to read if you're still kind of grieving the Dossies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, we also got one from Haley, and this is called You Are the Best One of the Best Ones by My Everyday. This one is also on fanfiction.net. And this is a Berzik fanfiction, which, like, I love. We, we don't really see a lot of Berzik fanfiction, but not only is this Berzik, it's Berzik in the future. So this is like they've reconciled, they got their happy ending, their parents, like, domesticated Berzik. It's just, yeah. What I love about this one is that the, it nails Ruzik's voice. This is one where I can close my eyes, I can hear Patty saying these lines as Ruzik and be like, yeah. Ruzik would say that. Ruzik would, you know, discuss this. I think this is also the one where he is, like, a totally badass cook, and so he makes the whole family breakfast, and it's just adorable. It's just nice to dream. Yeah, I think it is. It's good. It is good. It's just sweet. Berzik in the future, being all happy. Because if the writers aren't going to give it to us, at least we can get it to get it in fan fiction, right? Dear Lord. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I hear you. So... She also sent us one called Unexpected. I did not get the chance to look through this one. Bryna, did you? I don't think so. I'm looking at it right now. Um, the summary, I'll just read the summary real quick. Um, basically, Ken Burgess is settling into things with her job and intelligence while and Adam Ruzik comes back from doing undercover work. They fall into old habits and one night of passion may change their lives forever. So it's basically like through... 414 is like the spoilers and then I guess it's technically AU after that. See, Berzik fanfiction to me, that is a white space that I would live in if I could because, I mean, it just makes you look back on simpler times and be like, remember when they were just purely in love and things weren't so complicated? And Yeah, but it's 10 chapters, so it's a decent little size. Nothing too crazy, though. Right, right. That was... It was nice and refreshing. Just sweet, adorable Berzik. Domesticated Berzik. Ugh, mm-hmm. so cute. Uh, we also have one from Carlin. This is a Chicago Med fan fiction. This is called Make This Go On Forever. And this is when we start to get into the wump of it all. And that is a term that was not around in my quote-unquote <laughs> heyday. Yeah, fan fiction's evolved. Um, so for those of you who don't know, which is probably just me because I'm old, but... Wump is basically a sort of subcategory, a genre. I don't know. It's basically where characters get hurt a lot is the gist of it. Yeah. But this is when we start to kind of get into that. So there's a lot of Chicago PD Wump out there, by the way. A lot of um, J Wump out there. 
Not even just PD, so but like Jay. so much Jay. Oh my gosh, so much Jay. So make this go on forever. This basically is a Manstead fan fiction that happens after the season three finale. And it basically is where Jay, or not Jay, Will does not get to propose. He wants to, but before he can, he's basically talking to Natalie on the phone saying like, come back to the hospital, please. And she gets in an accident. Ouch. Literally. Ouch. But it's one of the few Manstead fan fictions that we were able to find. I know. It's crazy. There's not. like, And I figure, like, Manstead has a passionate fan base. I just figured there'd be more out there. But. Right. There's not. Right. There's not. No. But I think this one does a really good job with Will's voice. But I feel like Will is easier to write than other characters just because I feel like Will's pretty relatable. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And so they do a really good job of writing Will in this one. And plus it's a Manstead fan fiction and there were not as many of those as you would think. Yeah. So, uh, Brenda, do you want to talk about the ones we got from Allison? Yeah. So this first one, not only Allison recommended to us, but like a ton of other people recommended it to us. And like a lot of people sent in this author just in general. So this is clearly one we definitely need to check out. I'll be honest, though, I did not finish it because it is ridiculously long. It's Interesting (laughs) Dynamics by Zombie Jazz. It's a Linstead AU fan fiction. Um, I'll read the description because I pulled it up. It's Hank and Aaron are forced to re-explore their complicated family dynamic when an unexpected family emergency causes Void to have to deal with demons related to his wife's death, his failings in parenting, and the challenges his work has created for his family and for his ability to be the father he wants to see himself as. I started reading this. It is really good. It's just really long. It's 88 chapters. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so a lot of people sent it to us because Zombie Jazz has since done, so once this one was completed, Zombie Jazz has since done, like, related stories, like, set in the same universe kind of thing, which I do love. I do think those kind of things are really cool. Um, But so there are some other stories that are, like, you know, also just as almost as long, like 50 chapters, 43 chapters, whatever, that are like set in the same universe. So a lot of good content in there, just like time commitment is obviously a thing that you need to read that. But like I said, Allison is not the only one who sent that to us. A lot of people sent us at least that author, if not that specific story. So if you're into Linstead AU, I definitely recommend checking it out. And Allison, why she sent it to us, she said it's well written, gets in and gets into the complexities of Aaron's relationships with Floyd and Jay, which is true. It's really sweet, good. and I know you love AU. So. I do. I do. I love me some AU. I don't know why, but I do. Um, there, there are a couple of my favorites that are AU that I was like, this actually is pretty good. So, uh, yeah, but Zombie Jazz did come up a couple times, so we're going to have to check that out. Yeah, like I said, I started reading it. I just honestly, it was 88 chapters, and this was during the holidays, and I had some stuff happening in my life that I just honestly couldn't sit down and read it. But I, I this will... This is another place where fan fiction is a positive. Fan fiction's cool because... 
I mean, again, it's a creative outlet for fans, but also, I mean, for the younger fans, it kind of, it can help them kind of discover a new interest. I never realized that I loved to write until I started writing in sync fan fiction at the age of 12. And so 20 years later, here I am. I still love to write, not in sync fan fiction because mm, I'm old, <laughs> but, you know, I still love to write. So that's another area where, you know, that's pretty cool is that zombie jazz may have discovered something that he or she loves and is good at. Right. And I do think on the other side, not necessarily even just the writing, but the reading, like, yes, you may not be a person who likes to sit down and like pick up a book, but you're still reading. I mean, fan fiction is fan fiction. It's a very different kind of writing. But you're still reading, so you might not like to read chapter books or whatever, historical fiction or whatever, but you like to read fan fiction, and that's totally okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. But so the other one Allison sent us was called Of Good Intentions by Obsidian-Lily on fanfiction.net. And she wrote to us and said, I started reading mostly because it's a Severide Dawson. And I was like, huh? When I read that description. But the way she writes those two characters is fantastic. It's also set in the earlier seasons, so Shay is in it. And Gabby's a better character than more recently when she seemed to mostly be trading, treating Casey like a doormat. <laughs> Not far <laughs> off. But so I'll read the description. I did... Go yeah, ahead. Did you read it? No, I was just going to say I'll read the description. So everyone, because like that. Go for it. So it, the description says, it was one night. She was sad. He was there for her. Never mind. They both had reputations as hotheads who like to go their own way and not think before they get there. Dawson should never have gotten into bed with Severide. It was reckless and stupid and a one-time thing. Right? I really like this one because... Allison's right. The way that she writes these characters is spot on. Yeah. It's completely spot on. This is one where I can close my eyes. I can hear Taylor Kenny. I can hear Monica Raymond like saying these words and be like, okay, that makes sense. It also starts off with a sentence about how they basically were brought together by their love for Shay. They both love Shay. They're both in her world. And so it's kind of like they were forced into each other's lives. But it kind of nails it. I don't know. I really like this one in terms of, you know, they, it, she nails Casey and Gabby. Not Casey, Severide. Severide. For me, I did try to read it. It was just so hard for me to get past the, like, Severide and Dawson of it all. But, I, I mean, I liked what I read. But for me, I just, like, I couldn't keep reading it because it's, like, 40 chapters and it's Severide and Dawson. And for me, I just, like, cannot wrap my head around that pairing. But, I, like I said, I did like what I read. I just I got to a point that I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. I kind of look at Severide and Dawson the same way I do Nathan, Scott, and whichever one of Haley's sisters he hooked up with. Or, no, not not that one. Um, Nathan and Brooke, how they had, like, they were friends, but they had that one night of, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at them. Is like it wouldn't have it wouldn't surprise me at all if they had some sort of fling or some sort of crazy like one night. Right. I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised like pre fire if that was the case either. But like I also don't need the fan fiction of that. Like <laughs> I'm content to know that that probably happened at some point and like they were able to move on from it as friends and you know we're here where we are and that's it. But like I also don't need the like detailings of it in a fan fiction. 
Like, I don't want to Yeah, the sexy time of it all was a little... That was more where it like, lost me. Uncomfortable. That's more... Yeah, that's the what sexy I'm time of it all. Like, the sexy time of it all is, like, where I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Again, not because it's not good writing or anything. Mm-hmm. And because the characterization's not good, but just because, like, the sexy time of Dawson and Severide is not something I want to... Yeah. Just no. But outside of the sexy time, this is a really, really good fic. Agree. It's really good. Agree. So we also got one from Anna. Um, and Anna sent us, she didn't really send us stories so much as she sent us users or writers to check out. Yeah. So she gave us author recommendations. So just a couple of these. She basically said anything by a variety of words. Variety of words, if you don't remember, that is Christina. And she covered an episode of, or she she did an episode of PD with us. Uh, it was probably last season, right? It was yeah, it was not the, Rabbit Hole. It was the one before that. Was it not Rabbit Hole? It wasn't Rabbit Hole. It was the different one because Rabbit Hole is when he finally gets busted with Camilla. It's the one that like introduces Camilla and her brother. What? Yeah, whatever it was. It's one of the very first P- J episodes of season five. I don't remember exactly which episode that is, but like I want to say five oh seven, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, Christina also does the gift set on Tumblr called Tell Me More About Jay Halstead's Past, and it's just genius. It's so good. It's the best. So I did click on some of her writings. It was, all of them were Linstead stories. Definitely check those out if you get the chance. Christina's very talented, so I remember reading her, I mean, I remember reading her fan fiction, like, before she even, like, came on and joined us. Her stuff's good. Yeah, Christina, if you're out there, you're welcome back anytime. Please. Like, anytime. Um, she also recommended Just Killing Time While I Wait. That was another good writer with a bunch of good stories out there. Um, recommended Zombie Jazz, who, again, we just spoke of. So Zombie Jazz is pretty popular in the One Chicago fan fiction world. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna also recommended a user by the name of I'm Just Writing. And one of these that stuck out to me was a story called Keep It. And this is a PD fan fiction. It takes place after season three, episode seven. Now, 307 is probably one of my all-time favorite PD episodes. This is a dead kid, a notebook, and a bunch of maybes. This is basically the one with the swim coach. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And so this is a perfect example of filling in the white space you know, kind of expanding on a storyline. That's why I love it is because 307 is one of my all-time favorite PD episodes. Just because intelligence is just in their prime in this episode. They're just working at full speed and it's perfect. So that's a really good fill-in-the-white space type fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we recommend checking that out. Yeah, for sure. That was really good. Uh, we also had a couple of recommendations from Serene. And Serene had a couple from Wattpad. This is when we started to kind of mosey on over to the other websites. Uh, Do you want to talk about this one from Chloe or do you want me to? Because this was kind of a last edition. You can talk about it because I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to like really dive into it yet. I kind of just got this chance to skim it. Serene recommended two stories by Chloe O'Grady. And one of the ones she recommended stood out because this was called Burning Love. And it is a One Chicago Station 19 crossover, a.k.a. one of the crossovers of our dreams. But actually. Station 19 is really good. 
yeah, really, really good. Now, I always say I'm not a fan of adding in new characters, but in this case, I'm okay with it because the main character's name is Alicia. She's a Halstead, y'all. She is their younger baby sister who moves to Chicago from Seattle. Dun, dun, dun. As in, she was a firefighter at Station 19 before she came to Seattle. Uh, yeah, so it's their baby sister. She's pregnant with Jack's baby. Jack from Station 19. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pregnant with Jack's baby. And then she falls in love with Connor. It's just kind of... It's just like, no, I'm just like thinking... Where everything... Go ahead. Just what? No, go ahead. I'll no, finish. No, I was going to say... I was going to say... The Jack... Now I'm thinking about Jack and Connor, like, as characters... There is definitely a type there for this Alicia character. There is definitely a type there. Definitely a type, yes. Uh, There's also Will does something that is very characteristic of Will, so I really like that. Basically, the backstory with Alicia is that she was in a really bad accident when she was 16, like a really, really bad fire, got burned over like a really large percentage of her body, so Will did not want her to become a firefighter so badly to the point that he lied on her medical records so that the Seattle FD would not take her. What? And yeah, there's a there's a line in this story where basically Travis from Station 19 yes. comes to visit her in Chicago and Travis is like shouldn't Will have lost his license? Which is something I swear <laughs> Brian and I say to each other every week. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to have to read this more closely now. I haven't gotten a chance to finish it, but oh my god. Yeah, so Again, there are no rules in fan fiction. No parameters. You could cross over as many shows as you'd like. That's just like a genius crossover, too. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? And Travis coming to visit her in Chicago. I love it. I love it. And then, like, midway through, she gets a call from Andy, and it's just, it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crossover that's right up our alley. Love it. So good. Love it. So... Do you want to cover this last recommendation that we got? Yes. So. Or second to last, I should say. Or third to last. I'm sorry. We had a lot more recommendations. Yeah. I was going to say. Do you want to cover the next one? Yeah. So. Extraordinary Girl 116 on Twitter sent us lots of recommendations, but there was two that stand out. So one is called Payment in Full. It's on Archive of Our Own, and it's a mostly med story, but obviously there's some Linstead that's brought in, and Jay's in worse shape than Aaron, and basically, like, sends Will into the tailspin. I mean, it's it's another wump, so there's a lot of, like, hurt and everything going on. I mean, the author who writes it is the wandering wumper, so, like, lots of wump. Like, lots of wump. Um... And basically, I mean, one of the summary parts of it, it's like, it's a 301 Wump Fix and Wump Fix It Fix in which Jay doesn't get to walk away from his kidnapping and torture. Like, oh my god. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. But it's very, very well written. Yes, it is. It is. Which again, you obviously guys know that we love some, like, well written fan fiction. So, and this one is, like, definitely one of the best in terms of writing that we read. Yeah, this is probably one of the highest quality in terms of writing. Yeah. So even though it hurts, 
it's good. And then she also recommended recommended any of the stories by Blue G Blue Jay 14, 15, 19. But we're gonna talk about that later. Oh yes, we are because that is what that user is the author of my like all time favorite PD fanfic. So more about that one later. We'll get there. But obviously, there's there's a recurring theme with these recommendations, and that is expanding and filling in the white space from three hundred one. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So then we got some recommendations from Teresa. And she recommended a story called Redemption on fanfiction.net. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. I'll tell you who it's by. It is by author CPD Ruzik Fan, which I feel like we got a couple of recommendations from people for those stories or stories by that mm-hmm. author. So definitely something you should check out. Um, this one we picked out. It's a Ruzik one-shot after 509 Monster, so something from last season. Um, there's... Song lyrics in this one, which Gina, how do you feel about song lyrics? Okay, so I absolutely love the idea of basing a fan fiction off of a song, basing any writing off of a song, really, because there's just so much there, right? And well, there's and so much songs to are already in terms of music. When songs are already stories in their own right, so like it kind of makes sense to just put like characters' names into story into songs and like go from there. I love it. I absolutely love it. Including lyrics in a fan fiction, I'm not necessarily a fan of because it just kind of breaks up the flow. Now, granted, we roll back 20 years. NSYNC fan fiction Gina was like, yeah, songs, NSYNC songs. Adult Gina is like, no, it just breaks up the flow. It, it's distracting. Oh, I love that we so. could go off of like teenage Gina versus like adult, adult Gina. Gina. Yeah, I was. Oh, teenage Gina was a trip. Oh my god, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wish I could still find some of my the fan fiction I wrote. I know. It's terrible. I wish I could too. I wish I could too. Um, and so yeah, I definitely kind of agree. I think like for me, whenever I would used to see descriptions, I'd be like song fic. I'd be like, oh no. But there are. I mean, it doesn't completely turn me off. I will depending on the song. I will give some of them a chance. Like if it's a song I really love. Mm-hmm. Um. But this one's still good. It's basically, I mean, it's basically about Burgess and Rusick finally having it out. Um, so. Yeah, and it's one of those, because, I mean, in the past, I know you had said about Dossie that they needed to have one big fight to just clear the air. Burzik gets that one big fight in this fic, and I like it a lot, because Rusick's really upset about the whole Denny Woods thing in this one. He's really upset about, you know, he feels like he's been a rat, and... He takes it out on Burgess, but they finally have it out. And there's a point where Burgess just like, or Burgess is like, you know, I was in love with you. Like, what the hell? And they're yelling at each other. But it's it's good because it clears the air. It's a fill in the white space. Like, really good. I will still always believe that Dossie D did that. <laughs> like, I mean, they sort it. of had it. It just ended yeah. in Gabby going to Puerto Rico. Yeah. But yeah, a little too late. Not, but anyway. Anyway. What are the last recommendations we'll talk about? Again, you guys sent us so many, and we tried to get through as many as possible, but there's still so many out there. I mean, all the tweets that we got, you guys can just find them yourselves. I mean, we will go back and we can retweet a bunch of them so that they pop up in our thread if you guys want to see them. But so many out there. But another one, well, the last recommendation we'll talk about is from Ainsley. 
And this one was A Million Possible Futures by Catherine Four. Catherine with a C, not a K. And this is a Bretonio fic, finally. We searched high and low for good Bretonio fic and did not find that many. But, mm-hmm. and this is where basically Brett's pregnancy test was positive instead of negative. Um, I really enjoyed it just because I love Bretonio. And this, again, filling in the white space, or not necessarily filling in the white space, but like an alternate universe of like, something that did happen in the story or in canon and then just taking a different spin on it. And this is something I really enjoy. I I do enjoy when they take something that happened in canon and give it kind of a different twist. So it's not completely alternate universe, but like it is just a different kind of alternate universe. Um, And so I really like this for Bretonio just because I can't get enough of Bretonio and God knows I have issues with them and the way they were written and yada, yada, yada. And it's really sweet between them two. Like, Antonio is very just doting upon Sylvie. And I feel like that's another one where they nail the voices, especially Antonio's. Agree. 100%. Because yeah, Antonio's it's a, good, it's a like, long one, too. Yeah. And Antonio's just, you know, all protective. And it's just, oh, it's so good. But it's, like, totally plausible. I could see that out of Antonio. Oh, for sure. You know, of him. For sure. Yeah. So it's a good one. And it's a long one, but I don't mind that this one's really long because it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah, those are some of the recommendations we got. Again, guys, we appreciate it so much. Like, we could not have done this episode without you. You guys helped us big time on this one. Yeah. So now we're going to get into some of our favorites. And these are ones that we've just found kind of over the past couple of months of just saying, let's do a fan fiction episode. So we've kind of dabbled. So the first one we're going to talk about, this is kind of the one that started it all in terms of us being like, let's do a fan fiction episode. Hell yeah. This is called Coffee, and it's a Mouse and Nadia story. Yes. Yes, I know. This is by Jennifer C. 16. It's fanfiction.net. It's the one that started it all because all we wanted when we started this podcast was a Mouse and Nadia fan fiction because seriously, those two deserve better And they totally would have been the cutest ship ever. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super cute. They have a meet cute over coffee. And Mouse goes back to intelligence and he's all happy. And Ruzik's like, oh, it's a girl. Like, it's adorable. It's just super, super cute. So it's a really cute little story about two characters who deserve better. Mm -hmm. It's, It's so good. Yeah. That's another good thing that I like about certain fan fictions is like sometimes when they take a positive spin, like it's a nice kind of reprieve from the usual drama of it all. Yeah. Just like something so refreshingly different that it's just like, oh, this is such a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a super cute little refreshing one. And I love that it's called coffee. Like it's so simple. Yeah. A mouse and Nadia story. Like, how do you not smile upon hearing that? You're like, oh, how cute. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, one of my favorite fire fix is called For the One You Believe. And this is by user Romano Valley. This is also fanfiction.net. This is an AU one that I actually really like. So it's a fire fanfiction where instead of being firefighters, Casey and the rest of Truck, they all play professional hockey for the Blackhawks. And Casey meets Gabby while she's tending bar at Molly's. It's really cute, though. I really like it. Yeah. Um, The voices are all good. Shay is the athletic trainer for the Blackhawks. Um, But yeah, Casey meets her tending bar there and just falls in love and things just kind of go from there. It's it's really good, actually. I really like it. 
Yeah. So. I, I remember I started reading it. I didn't get to finish it, but I did remember really liking it. I like those kind of stories, too. Like, again, this is where it's, like, I do like the AU, where it's, like, so out of left field that it could never happen. But then the voices are good enough that, like, you could actually, like, see the characters in those roles. Um, this would definitely be something I will have to go back and finish. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I did. Um, I found another one called I Should Have Been There. And this isn't really a fill in the white space as much as it is a what if. And I, I do love to wonder what if. Yeah, so those are good too. So this is a one shot. Yeah, this is a one shot that happens after PD 602 uh. where Aaron gets wind of Pat Halstead's death and calls Jay. Uh-huh. It's good. Good. It is good. It's just, I love to wonder what if. So that's a really good one that, you know, definitely check out because the voice is, again, spot on. And Jay just kind of hears her voice and falls right back into the pattern of, you know, just talking to her like, you know, nothing ever changed. And it's good. It's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Pat Hall yeah. said. <laughs> and R.I.P. Linstead. Yeah. Shit. I know. I know. Oh. So speaking of Linstead, one of my favorite PD fix of all time is called A Fine Line. I uh, don't – let me see. If I'll pull it up real quick. Um, it's by Sincerely Tiffany. Ashley actually turned me on to this one last year when we had started talking about fan fiction in some random conversation. Um, so it's AU. Basically, Erin is the president's daughter and Jay is a famous rock star – and all of the other characters on PD are in the band, including Rixton. So lots of Rixton stuff in this fanfic, um, which is nice. Yes. Um, even though Rixton's like a complete asshole, but that's okay. He's still in there a lot. And then Will and Natalie are there too. But yeah, it's it sounds so cheesy. And when Ashley told me about that, like when she's like, Aaron's the president's daughter and Jay's a rock star, I was like, oh my God, why am I going to read this? but I'll read it because Ashley's recommending <laughs> it. But y'all, it's so good. It's long at this point. I want to say it's like 50 chapters or whatever, but I've been reading it for a while, like as it, you know, goes. Uh, it's 52 chapters. I might have missed a few, but it's really good. Like, it's just, you can see, even though it's like this crazy thing of like, they're all in a band and Voight's the president and Aaron's the president's daughter. It's like, what the hell? But you can just like, I. it's one of those things where again, it's like, the voice is good enough that I can, like, see these things happening. So it's not, like, completely out of left field. But it's good. Oh, yeah. Isn't Mills Voight is in there the president? Too. Yeah, Voight's the president. Mills is in there, too. Mills is Aaron's boss. Because Aaron works as a civil rights attorney. And Mills is her boss. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what I'm having more trouble imagining. Is Voight as the president or Mills as Aaron's boss? He's not around that much. I mean, it's mainly a lot of, obviously, Aaron and then the band. So it's Jay and Mouse and Rixton and Ruzik. And then Burgess is there, obviously, because Ruzik and Burgess are together. And then Will and Natalie are there. So it's, like, them and then Aaron. It's, like, mainly a lot of the fic. But, like, you do see Voight um, and Justin and all them. And then... Obviously, like Mills in some cases. Severide's there. Severide and Aaron are BFFs from college. Severide's the mayor of Chicago. So. 
It's really good. It's very cheesy, but, like, it's really good. And I'm picky, so, like, I say it's good. I think it's good. I'm going to have to check that out. Mayor Severide. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. And all I think when I hear this description is my date with the president's yes! daughter. <laughs> yes! The best movie of all time. It's so good. That's well, not the best movie I of all of. time. But, like, it's up there. That's a great movie. My date with the president's daughter. Oh, so good. So... I'm going to have to check that one out. I know you guys have been recommending it to me for a while. And I was like, guys, seriously, like that. No. Yes. And that's what when Ashley first recommended it. I was like, Ashley, like, come on now. But she said it was good. So I said I'd give it a chance. It's actually good. I mean, but you have to be able to like buy into like the idea of this. And that's I feel like with all AU. The AU of it. Right. Like you have to like, that's I feel like the thing with AU is like you have to be able to buy into the ridiculousness of like some of these premises. Or else, like, then you, like, you won't think it's good. Yeah. Even though it might be. So, if you can buy into it, That's then, awesome. like, it's good. If you can't, then don't, it, don't read it. So, speaking of fan fictions that Bryna cannot buy into, <laughs> <laughs> my absolute favorite PD fan fiction that I've read is called Extreme Ways. And this is by Blue Jay 141519. So when that was recommended before, I was like, ah, it's my favorite. So this is an extremely dark turn on PD301 where Aaron dies saving Jay. But the repercussions are just, I mean, it tears intelligence apart. And I love this one because it she nails everybody's voices. So there is a scene between Jay and Mouse and Will where I can just close my eyes and I can see it pretty much. I mean, I can, you know, it, the darkness of it all and everything. I can I can hear it, I can see it. It's the writing is so good. And it's it's one of those kind of stream of consciousness type things, but I can follow along. So I absolutely love it. Um but yeah, if you like those extremely dark type fan fictions, go for it. It's really good. I love it. But Brandon does not because she doesn't like super dark. But oh, it's so good. I just can't buy into the Aaron dying of it all. And then I'm like, oh my God, no. I don't want to be that depressed. <laughs> there is a scene that got me in this one where basically, you know, Jay's kind of, Jay's not doing well himself. I mean, Aaron dies saving him, but Jay's kind of circling the drain himself, which, you know, I say circling the drain just because that's what the script said when Severide was like about to kick it in 319, <laughs> 317, yeah. whatever. Um, and so there's a scene basically where Jay's just like, you know, Jin is there, Nadia is there, my mom's there, and there's Aaron just kind of walking around, like, laughing and being, you know, gorgeous and pretty, and I'm just kind of wondering what this all is, but why isn't Will here? And it's just one of those where you're just like, ooh, ooh, my feels. Oh, my goodness. So, I love it. The writing's really, really strong. Yeah. So, another one of my all-time favorite fan fictions is another Linstead one, obviously. Again, guys, like we said, like 90% of the fan fiction out there is Linstead. Um, and this one is another AU one. It's Jay, so the description is, Jay Halstead is a former Army Ranger turned high school history teacher and coach. He meets Aaron Lindsay under the most terrible of circumstances, a shooting at a school. 
How will tragedy bring them together, and will their bond be strong enough to survive the stresses of her job? She's, I mean, she's still in intelligence and in CPD. That's if that wasn't made clear. And it's by Lynn Slay on fanfiction.net. Um, I really like this one. I mean, the writing, again, writing's top notch. Um, story's good. It's AU, but you can still see their voices. My only problem with this and why it can never be like number one or even in like a top list is it's not complete. And I don't know if it ever will be because it's been a long time since it's been updated. But it's still definitely worth, like, checking out. Because it's, like, good, lengthy chapters, even though there's not, like, a ton of them. There's 13. But it's it's good. It's really good. I'm going to have to check that out. It's good. It's not complete, though, which makes me sad. And I don't think it'll ever be complete. But it's good. That is a bummer. It is. I hate... where, you know, real life can get in the way. I know, and you obviously, like, have to respect that, that, like, a writer can never pick it up again, and that's their choice and their prerogative, but then, like, the fan in you is like, oh, but this is so good, like, just keep writing, like, uh, it's not that hard, like, just keep writing, (laughs) but then, obviously, uh, life is hard, and life happens, so I know they can't, but I'm just like, ah. So another one of my favorites, this is called Lethal Pole Dancing by Emrys Knight. This is on fanfiction.net. I mean, the title is Lethal Pole Dancing. It's like a TV guide article. How do you not, you know, look at that and be like, what? Uh, And this one's a little wumpy, but it involves all three shows. So I dig it. Uh, Basically, Jay and Ruzik are trapped after an explosion. And Jay is pretty badly injured. But, you know, Jay is still pretty conscious. He's cracking jokes and everything. Um, And so the writing's really good. And I like that there's a lot of comedy amidst the bad stuff. Because the title of this comes from once they get Jay out into med, you know, he's basically resting and Will comes in. And Jay's just cracking jokes. He's like, we could call it. Because he basically gets impaled by a pole is the whole thing. Um, but at the end of it, he basically looks at Will. He's like, why don't we just say I was lethal pole dancing? And Will's just like, shut up. <laughs> so there's a lot of comedy in it, which I really like. And it's all three shows working together. And it's another one of those. There's a moment where basically, you know, they need a trauma surgeon or something down at the scene. Um, they're going to send Connor. But Will's like, no, you're sending me. And so, you know, when Will goes, Jay sees him and is like, is that Will? Please tell me that's not Will. So it's one of those where the voices are really good. The writing's really good. And I like that there's a lot of comedy to offset the bad stuff. Yeah. And I think so. I'm, now that you say that, I'm kind of surprised that we don't see a lot more in fan. I mean, you see it to some extent in fan fiction, but like see more of the all three shows working together. I guess it just depends because, like, I guess more fan fiction is centered on couples. So, like, why would Connor be showing up for a Linstead something? Like, I get, I guess it's why. But, like, you would think that you'd see a little bit more of it in fan fiction. But I guess, I don't know. But that was just something now that you say that, I'm like, huh, that's something we didn't see a lot of. Yeah, not a lot. But I like this one because it's Casey and Severide who pulled Jay out. And, you know, Will's there. Right. So it's Casey just everything and like, logically that down. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's all of the shows working together really well. So, I, I, yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, the last one that we have on here is one of my favorites is called Broken Down. And I went to pull up the username and I found it. And now I'm going to laugh like a child. So it's called Broken Down by Alpha Beta Balsack. <laughs> it's a great username. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and this takes place after Lindsay Ghost Jay because, again, all of the fan fictions out there are Linstead. Like, we looked. 
We looked hard. We're going to talk about, yeah, um, we looked. Yeah, and so the description on this one, Will and Natalie come back to Will's apartment after a date night to wind down and relax. What they find is the aftermath of Jay's intoxicated and emotional breakdown. The writing's really strong, which is why I really like this one. Um, you feel the feels. It's good. So that's a good one. But yeah, so those are some of our favorites. Are there any other ones that we failed to list here? Um, not necessarily I think that we filled the list, but I do want to talk about kind of the things that we did search for and didn't find. So that way if someone has like a specific fiction that falls into that category, they'll send it to us and not just like Lindsay's fan fiction or whatever. Um, and just kind of talk about like the holes that we wish were addressed, um, in fan fiction. So I'll, something that I really wanted to look for and I couldn't really find anything was just like good quality severide fiction and like i was looking for mm -hmm. like i looked for stellaride fiction i really wish there was some stellaride anna fan fiction out there because i feel like that's something where like a what if would like really work really well um on in that storyline but i couldn't really find any of that the thing that came up the most when you look up like stellaride fiction isn't even like stellaride and shay it's Severide and Casey, but not in a bromance way, like in a actual like legit romance way, which to, of course to each one's own, but that is not something I'm interested in reading, but that is of course like, I'd say a good solid like 70% of Chicago Fire fan fiction. Is it not still called slash fiction? No, it is. I, yeah, no, it is. I think it was when I was reading like five years ago. Um, or consistently reading, I'll say. But, yeah, I just, like, I can't personally get on board with it. Um, but that's, like, wouldn't you say that's, like, a good solid 70% of fire fan fiction is Sevacy, like, slash fic? Yeah, it's probably, like, a 60-40 split, I would say. It's, like, 60% Sevacy slash and 40% Dossie. But maybe not even that. It's like maybe 30% Dossie, 10% Bretonio slash other stuff. I wouldn't even say Bretonio, just like the rest. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so finding like a good quality Severide fic of any, like with any, almost any relationship that wasn't Savacy slash was mm -hmm. hard and something I wish was out there more. Other things that I looked for and I couldn't find, I really wanted something Otis related. Like, I don't know why, I just did. So whether that was, like, Otis and Lily, Otis and Katie, like, I don't know. Couldn't really find that, of course. Same with Joe. Like, there's not really a lot of, like, Joe fan fiction out there. Um, What else did I look for? Oh, a Joe and Chloe fan fiction would be amazing. I know. Wouldn't it? Oh. And, like, I really wanted, like, I was curious to see if there were any Otis and Katie stuff out there. And there's not. The only, literally, like, the only thing that came up on fanfiction.net was, like, a 200-word fic on, like, what I was kind of talking about was, like, when Katie comes back this season, but it's, like, 200 words, so it's not really anything. Um, and that's it. So I was like, oh, man. Otis and Katie would be really good, too. Um, what else was... I didn't look for Bowden, but, like, I don't think I see any, like, ever see any Bowden fic, like, ever. Mm -hmm. so really just any fire stuff I didn't do a ton of like deep diving into med stuff that was I know you were more interested in diving into med stuff but 
man, more man said would be good. Just more med in general. More med in general, yeah. Um, a lot of the med stuff I found was pretty wumpy, and it was either Will or Connor. Usually, I did find one that was an AU, um, where it was Reese's first day of high school at Gaffney High. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't really get too far into it though. It was okay. Um, maybe I'll check it out again. But definitely more med. Um, and yeah, just some of the lesser covered characters. You know what I would have given for a really good Peter Mills fan fiction? Oh my god. Yes. Like, we got a Mouse and Nadia fan fiction. What about a Mills and Nadia fan fiction? <gasps> oh my god. Oh yeah. No, my friend Becca and I, we basically, in our heads, we've created an AU where Nadia didn't die. Instead, she went off to Wilmington and married Mills, and they own a cupcake shop now. That's the greatest, made it a happy AU greatest thing ever. I yeah, Maybe that. I just need to write that one shot. Maybe you do. <laughs> but yeah, Mills would be really great. Just like, yeah. Just more of anything that's not the mainstream. Which I know yeah. is like, at, you know, like obviously... You can write whatever you want, but I would be curious to see what people do with the other characters that aren't Linstead and Bursic and Gossie. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't even know if I would call Bursic mainstream anymore, though. The writers seem hellbent on not giving it but to But it's us. mainstream, I'd say, in fandom. Not mainstream as in, like, canon, but mainstream as in, mm-hmm. like, it's a huge part of fandom. Yeah. There was not a lot of Upton in these stories either. Yeah. I guess because, like, if you're – this is going to sound so bad. But if you're writing Linstead, Lindsay's around, and yeah. there was very little time where the two overlapped. So, like, if you're writing about Lindsay, you're probably not including Upton. Mm-hmm. So. Very true. So. Is there anything else that we wanted to discuss regarding fanfiction? I think that's it. This was a fun one. This was fun. This was a very different <laughs> uh, change of pace, but it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. So, as always, listeners, you know where to find us. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. You can email us anytime. It's Meet Us at Molly's at gmail.com. Our inbox is a safe space. Whatever you want to talk about is perfectly okay. Again, we watch other shows aside from the one Chicago shows. You can always email us and be like, hey, do you watch this? Do you watch that? Chances are one of us does. Um, Just a little programming note about next week, guys. Um, I'm traveling. Brian has got basketball. It looks like right now we will not be able to tweet with you, unfortunately. However, we should be able to get the episode up on Friday as normal. So yes. it looks like we'll just miss the live tweet. We're sorry about that, but there's really nothing we can do. It's a bummer. But yeah, so that's just a little programming note. We should be able to get the episode up on time. If not, of course, we will tweet it out. We'll let you know. Um, but yeah, email us if you like the show, which I really hope you do, because now you've made it to the end. Please feel free to drop a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. Just kind of spread the word. You know, we would love that. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. And on that note, keep writing. Those of you who are the fan fiction writers, keep writing, doing your thing. Share God your bless stories. you. We love it. Yes, God bless you. Doing the Lord's, Lord's work. work. Yes. Keep on keeping on because it's badass and we love it. 
And we will see you guys next week. Bye.